You're listening to Ants Talk. My next guest has a fascinating story. Claire Dunkley was born in Melbourne in 1975 and had both parents die of AIDS, her father being the third reported case in Australia. Since then, she's gone on to become a nurse, studied and worked on a farm and was introduced to ANF technology. We are going to delve into more. Welcome to the show, Claire. How are you? Thank you. I'm fantastic. Thank you. How's yourself? I'm very well on this lovely Adelaide day. Thank you. <laughs> so, Claire, tell us about your parents. Well, yeah, it's an interesting story. Um, Dad was kind of sick when I was in high school from probably about year eight or nine. And we were told that he had uh, either a brain tumour or blood poisoning and that was that was that that was all that was spoken about and then for the next few years he just got worse and worse um i was going through high school my brother had already started uni um mum got a really bad case of glandular fever that they were going to hospitalize her for but of course you know we're just a nice little family didn't even think of anything and then wasn't until i'd finished year 12 I was just about to start first year uni and mum called our first ever family meeting, which was, you know, out of the blue and interesting. I was a bit of a rat bag in high school, so I had a lot of meetings, but my brother was never <laughs> involved. And by this stage, dad was in full-blown dementia at the age wow. of 50. Um, so, yeah, she sat us down and just said, um, I have to tell you that we're both HIV positive. And back in those days, the only thing that you'd heard about HIV was the Grim Reaper um, running around on the television. So, yeah, as you can imagine, it was a bit of a shock. My brother and I, I don't think we spoke for a while. We just sort of of sat there numb. We asked if we were okay. She said that we were fine um, and that we were sworn to secrecy and we were never to discuss this with anybody outside of the four of us. And um, which was interesting because we never, as I said, we didn't really talk about stuff. Mm. So, um, and then dad died about six months after that, I think. And then mum died another eight years later. She was a trooper. Whatever infection she got, she just beat out of sheer, pure will to be our mum still, I think. Yeah. Um, so they, do we know they, how they contracted it? Yeah, funnily enough, my dad liked to... to um, hang out with guys on the side and back in those days I guess they didn't know about safe sex and they didn't certainly didn't know about HIV. Dad was actually, it was the third case in Victoria so I'm not sure if it was already around Sydney at that time but um, yeah so it was pretty epic. No one in the family knew for a very 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 long time except Dad's older brother who just didn't believe the stories that Mum was telling. Yeah, yeah. Funnily yeah. enough I actually once upon a time used to work at the AIDS Council of New South Wales um, as a support worker. So I've heard many, many stories of all different lifestyles, ages, people, and that really rings true to me uh, what you said about your father. Back then, there, there, and I mean, even today, there are still a lot of cases of men that identify as straight who do like men and, and still go and hide that and do things behind wives' backs, girlfriends' backs, partners' backs, and then either contract HIV or another disease and unfortunately then pass it on to their partner or wife or lover. And, I mean, at the same time, we even got cases over in Africa. And, I, I mean, I was really shocked when I heard 
even this that well uh, back you know back in the day i mean this is only probably about 15 years ago they tried to introduce condoms to africans um to prevent the spread of aids and hiv and because they didn't fit very well they either wouldn't use them and at the same time there's a big belief over there that if someone is has contracted hiv then by sleeping with a virgin they're going to get rid of it so i mean that then causes another multitude of issues and problems so it's 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 even today i mean all these years later after that grim reaper ad there's still so much education and you know knowledge that needs to be impaired around around it all because there's still people out there contracting it even though not as much there's still people mm. contracting it yeah. yeah so when did you first notice that something was wrong uh well you know dad was crook since as i said you know you sort of you said 9 10 11 um but it was really weird at my school everybody well four of my closest friends were losing a parent as well so wow. one was a dad and two were mums so we're all kind of yeah, just sort of supporting each other without really talking about it. And then yeah. um, once I found out what it really was, um, it was interesting because some, you know, I didn't not tell people. I told my university lecturer because I was pretty um, Destroyed, vacant, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah, in the first, you know, after finding out about the, the truth. So she was really, really supportive. But we didn't tell the family until... I think maybe a year before mum died because it was really hard. I could kept saying to mum, look, these people, look, Nan's calling you, such and such is calling you. I, I can't tell them that you're at, at the shops all the time. You're in hospital. Yeah. You know, it was a multitude of blood transfusions um, because she didn't react well to the medications. But, um, yeah, so she was a slow decline, but, yeah, it was more she socially isolated herself. She was quite a bubbly, like they were both professional dancers, so they were both very vivacious um and then yeah once they got the diagnosis dad got sick and you know lost his marbles and mum just became a recluse so um back then that would have only really been azt that was available i think yeah she was it's funny she was because i'm a nurse now and mum was going through all the drug trials that we now give mm. um you know transplant recipients or people with viral infections and stuff like that but um yeah, that was the drug of choice, but it made her severely anemic. So it yeah, got to the was point a, where she had to come off all meds. Yeah, There was a lot of people that even just died from the AZT alone. I mean, not even from the HIV because yeah. they were yeah. still sort of trialling, you know, that drug and even just how much they gave each person, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm. you know, a lot of people did lose their lives, thankfully, to, you know, then help other people yeah. in the future, really. Yeah, and then the virus mutated as well, so it became more responsive to the medications. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how? So just remind me, how far apart did they pass again? Eight years. Eight so years. So Dad was fifty. He died in ninety three, and then Mum died in two thousand and one at fifty five. So how how old would have he been when he first contracted it? Do you know? Forty six, maybe. Okay. Forty five, forty six. Still and so if I hadn't known now what I knew then, like I didn't find out again, like, you know, when we got told, I was like, um, okay, just assumed dad had an affair, didn't even think about it, would yeah. be with a guy. And then, yeah, my, once my family found out, one of my cousins said, oh, that explains everything. Dad, your dad was always trying to pick up, you know, my friends and blah, blah, blah. Wow. I'm like, really? 
Then I looked at it and I'm like, actually, he used to sunbake in leopard skin G-strings. He <laughs> used to sew all of my clothes. Like just, you know, all these stereotypical things that when you yeah. look back, you're like, how did I not know? So do you think, <laughs> do you think that he was gay or do you think he was bisexual? Uh, well, he definitely loved my mum. Like there was no yeah. doubt about he loved my mum and he was devastated. You could just tell their, of their relationship. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's hard to say. He grew up in a Christian brother's boarding right. school yeah. back in the day. So, you know, you, know, you never know what mm. goes on in those things. Um, but I reckon, you know, bisexual. I mean, I'm bisexual. I married a woman, but it didn't mean I haven't slept with guys until that point. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so interesting. I find it absolutely fascinating. So, where did you go once both parents had sort of passed away? How old were you when they passed? Uh, Eighteen when Dad died, I think, yeah. and must have been twenty-six when Mum died. I went to uh, another dimension. I took a lot of drugs <laughs> to <laughs> deal with that, um, and yeah, went to quite a dark place after Mum died. When Dad imagine. died, didn't care. I was pretty angry at him at the time, so. Yeah. Um, didn't really bother me um and then yeah when mum died I yeah I sort of lost my identity who I was and I was still I had nursed done my degree I'd done diplomas like you know I was still functioning in society but yeah I hit the Melbourne party scene pretty hard um became suicidal for a little while Mm. um and then I have a best friend who just came over one day and helped me sort of sort my stuff out and we did some personal development courses together and then slowly slowly started to rebuild myself yeah um yeah and then went on a trip overseas around south america for a year um and then came back and got life back on track but yeah completely changed direction i went and you know studied permaculture and went and lived on a farm i bought a vacant block of 100 acres and made a permaculture farm out of that sort of again disappearing from society in a way i guess yeah um and then i met my future wife and life changed again and i moved back to the city for a while sold the farm and now i live up in queensland enjoying the warmth (laughs) (laughs) you're you're a braver soul than i i'm originally from (laughs) queensland and trust Uh me i don't miss it (laughs) yeah see i'm the same with melbourne i do not miss like the farm it was minus five to 55 up here it's 24 to 34 and that's it yeah 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 Love a podcast? Love some Ants Talk. So going back to nursing and the farming, I mean, they're quite mm. varied careers. Yeah. Um, what sort of got you into the farming? Um, I don't know, actually. It was fun. Well, I do know. It was one of, the, one of my uh, many experiences um, with magic mushrooms, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> I went to a festival in far north Queensland and just had an ex, you know, what are they, like an uh, existential an experience, an epiphany, yeah. and, you know, the grass and I had a very nice long conversation. <laughs> and then um, when I came back, I'd met a guy at the festival I was volunteering and he was running a permaculture course in the middle of Queensland and I had no idea what he was talking about. I just knew it resonated with me. It was warm at that time of year in Queensland, freezing in Melbourne, so I flew up. And then I ended up being on this permaculture course, which I'd never heard of before, with Costa, the gardening guy, Daryl wow. Hannah, the you know actress, Ned Rock and Roll, who's Richard Branson's nephew, 
the heiress to Penguin Books. There's all these people sitting wow. there. What am I doing here? Um, and then it was just like the world's biggest eye-opener, you know, all the medic drug companies that um, were giving, making the medications that I was handing out every day are the ones that own all the pesticides, herbicides, oh, Roundup wow. and all of that. And I'm like, well, this is not really making sense. My family mm -hmm. history is um, they're from the wheat belt in Victoria, Dad's side, and they brought chemical agriculture to that area and completely... I say destroyed the landscape. So it was part of me just wanting to sort of stop that family energy of destruction being, you know, my dad destroying my family, I guess. And then, you know, my, his ancestors destroying the land. So I went back and regenerated my little hundred acres in six years. I didn't think I'd managed it because we were in drought, but as soon as the drought broke and it rained, I'd completely changed the landscape from weeds mm. to perennial grasses. There were emus breeding there all the time, kangaroos, you know, just, it was just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I did that and then realised that it was an epically hard job to do and I couldn't save the world, but I, for me it was a, about just, yeah, I don't know, resetting my Taking future some time out, yeah. family and, yeah. So yeah. with, you, with your dad, do you still hold anger and bitterness towards him or have I you sort of resolved it? I did for a long it? time. Yeah, I did for a long time. And then I, I have a friend who I met a few about three years ago and she's a master intuitive and so she sees things and can do things that I didn't even... I still don't comprehend, but mm. yeah, we were sitting around having a, a a session with her, I guess you say, and she just yeah, she she just started like convulsing and doing all of this stuff, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on with you, but I'm starting to feel a lot better. <laughs> and then she said to me, I need you to go outside, make yourself a cup of tea, and just sit outside and just think of your dad, and just see what happens. So I did that, and yeah, I just had this overwhelming urge to want to forgive him. Yeah. So I did. And oh, I've just never felt better. Yeah. I mean, you know, and like you can rationalise it now. I'm like, well, he didn't know any better. He was, you know, it's just made me want to be and want to raise our family as being, be true to yourself because yeah. it doesn't only hurt you, it hurts everybody else. That's it. And in that same scenario, it's it's not an intentional thing. It's something that circumstances created almost because especially back then again it was even harder to be out of the closet and so living your best life so i'm sure that he had the best intention it just was situational circumstance yeah. yeah so tell us about the anf yeah well the anf is another one of those random journeys that i find myself on but um yeah, I still like, you know, I went back to nursing because I feel like it's what I was born to do. I've been dressed up as a nurse ever since I got photos of me. <laughs> and anyway, so, but I still had this thing about Western medicine and being so pharmaceutical driven and it really yeah. didn't sit right with me and people weren't really getting better and, you know, the side effects from these drugs are outrageous. Anyway, so chance meeting with a guy who was wearing these little tiny stickers they look like and I said what are they why have you got them all over you and he's like oh they're medical devices frequency using frequencies I'm like what are you talking about and he put one on my back he said I'll engage your core for you he put a, one of these medical devices on my back and I felt like a transformer every ab switched on and I was like it's really bizarre looked into it more and you know the way our bodies work we 
we are, you know, everything is energy. Yeah. So the way our brain sends messages to and from everything is using a frequency. It just means how fast the message goes is how mm. many hertz or gigahertz or whatever. So these medical devices are NASA technology with a Danish doctor who'd studied neuroscience. He um, discovered all the human body frequencies, put it on the NASA material. You put them on the human body and the human body takes up that frequency, copies it, remembers what it's supposed to function at and it self-heals and self-regulates and you have optimal health wow. all without the use of drugs chemicals or substances it's i've never seen anything like it and what i love about it the most is that it really kicks viruses to the curb because it makes your immune system so powerful and good that all these horrific viruses that normally, you know, medicine doesn't care about or doesn't know what to do with, your body's mm. taking care of itself. So that's my kind of little win in the background. But, yeah, I studied it, became Australia's highest qualified practitioner, and I now distribute the medical devices to other practitioners, and I teach other health professionals how to apply them. Perfect. And who do you think it could help? Oh, who couldn't it help, I'd say. Okay. So anything from babies to old people, we use it on animals. There's a vet range as well. Anything with a nervous system, wow. it can help. It's amazing for chronic pain, um, especially the clients that everybody's given up on, including themselves, mm. um, can give people their lives back. The, you know, when your body starts to become well, it can. you feel like, you're going through hell again as your toxins and everything are releasing through the body. But I just feel that, you know, modern society, especially in Australia, our water's very heavily polluted. We spray for up here. There's mosquito sprays going off everywhere. They're doing research now into whether those mosquito pellets are now causing cancers because there's clusters around where they're dropped. Just, you know... We mine a lot, so all yeah. of the heavy metals that are supposed to be in the ground are now in our blood supply. Um, so I think it just helps people stay well. Um, but I have a lot of clients who are chronic pain who are no longer in chronic pain, so that um, it's very exciting. So is it? I mean, I'm I'm sort of envisioning, you know, the Thames machine. Yep, kind Similar. of. Yeah, Similar I want to. Uh, kind of, but the TENS machine needs to be plugged into a battery pack yeah, to work, yeah. but it does work at a frequency at the top of the wave of the nerve signal, whereas the ANF disc is the actual, uh, it's really, it's, it's, it kind of reboots the nervous system and reminds it of the frequency that it's supposed to. So when you get an illness or an injury you're, or you have negative thoughts even, the frequency drops so the, the brain is no longer receiving or sending the correct message. These are just, it's really hard to explain because we don't see the world in terms of energy and we're yeah. taught medicine in terms of biology. Um, but, you know, there's so much research even by the Heart Institute in America saying that, you know, even the frequency of your heart, like if you walk in somewhere feeling love, the whole room will feel love. Mm. If you walk in angry, then you then cause your, you know, that infects per se other people. So it's really hard to imagine it because we can't see it. But if we think in terms of quantum energy and quantum physics, it's at that level that it's working because it's at that level our body functions. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that rings true to me because um, I've walked into a few rooms and either <laughs> lifted the spirits or brought the spirits down. I know I've done that. 
<laughs> I, <laughs> I thought it was just me, but okay. <laughs> no, it's a thing. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. No, I'm all for alternative medicines because purely I've, I've fortunately, say the last eight months, I was one of the first people prescribed medical marijuana yep. in South Australia. And I've had chronic arthritis for a while. And it got to the point where I couldn't even open and close my hand. Yeah. And after three days of taking the oil, I didn't even feel the arthritis anymore. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's things like that and also the ANF stuff that I think that we really need to start looking into and realising there are alternatives to just pharmaceutical medicine because seriously, majority of it's just poison. Majority of the time, people that are taking medi medication are then taking more medication to put up with the, the side effects from the original medication. And it's yeah, just a exactly. vicious cycle. Yeah, and it's just masking symptoms where with ANF, it's kind of going to the cause. And even with CBD oil and stuff like that, it's working directly at calming the nervous system down, which then gives it a chance to heal itself because yeah. our body is the most sophisticated thing you've ever seen. So never believe that it's your body attacking itself. There are so many viruses out there that medicine just hasn't discovered yet or aren't looking for because there's no money in wellness. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's exactly right. Tune in each week for Ants Talk to learn about real-life stories, celebrities and everything in between. With the ANF, do you, do you go out and just treat people yourself or is it something that they just buy? And Yeah, no, they you have to be a licensed medical practitioner to apply the discs. So, you know, anybody from doctors to physios to nurses to um, osteopaths, chiropractors, that's the Australian... Well, actually, there's about a thousand of us around the world that do it. So you can't just buy them off the shelf the way they're regulated by the TGA and the, the governing bodies in Europe. So you have to go and see a health professional, get a full assessment, and then because there's 250 different devices wow. that we you need someone who knows what they're doing to put them in the right combinations sure. and not maybe you know if your lymphatic system's not up to having quite a severe detox you have to take it slow so if you bought it off the shelf you can make yourself sick i guess Sicker, by yeah. not knowing what you're doing sounds amazing yeah it's really good <laughs> i'm i'm going to be looking into it myself once i finished interviewing yeah. you <laughs> unfortunately there's no one in adelaide yet but yeah. um if you know a bunch of health professionals that want to learn it i'm happy to fly down and teach okay. them okay Oh, definitely. So where can people find more about you? More about me would be on our website, mm -hmm. which is www.cluzie.com. And we came up with Cluzie because my wife is Susie and I'm Claire. So together, <laughs> we're Cluzie. <laughs> I love that. I'm going yeah, to have to think. And I'm the practitioner and educator, and Susie does makes the business function and puts me in places where I need to be. So it works really well. <laughs> she she counts the numbers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. I think yeah. I, I'm going to have to get a name for my husband and I. We yes. Because I think Susie and, and I must have. What's his name? Sam. And I'm Anthony, Damn. so it's some Anthony. Because I think Susie and I hooked up not long after Brangelina. So, oh, so well, um, there he is. And look how that turned out for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're doing it better. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We lead the way every time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for having a chat with me. I really appreciate it. It's really interesting stuff. 
really yeah no it's been it's been great so thanks for having me on my pleasure and we'll chat soon you will all right and thanks so much thank you bye bye ants talk it's like oprah but not